Speaking of AI, yeah, have you seen the AI-generated photos? Yes, like not like, not like but like uh, facial, art. just yeah. facial. You talking about the art, like yeah, look yeah, like, like yeah. people, but it's AI. Yeah, and AI is like, I'm gonna. This is what a person looks like. Yeah, but then when you look at it, it's like you're looking into like nothing, like the uh, eyes. Maybe not. Oh, it's creepy. Like it's I, like it's like you're not our faces. Yeah, compiled by millions of images across the internet. Right, but the AI is like, I'm gonna produce a person, and yeah. the eyes look like soulless. It's Dead creepy. Eyes. It's Ooh, creepy. That's very good. creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of the where they'll do like lyrics to songs. They'll just plug the lyrics Ooh. into it and say, "Create an image from this poetic." Yeah. You know, and so it's like a they'll take it'll it basically takes a song and makes a visual representation of it. Mm. It's kind of neat and creepy at the same time. Totally. <laughs> You're listening to a local church podcast hosted by my dad, Pastor Ryan Markham. Be sure to leave a review and share this resource. Love God, love people, make disciples. Welcome back. Wow, hey man. To the podcast. Here we are. That sounds loud. Does it? I think it sounds Great! Hey, admired. we we didn't do it last week. I know it's been a minute. I know the uh, patrons are mad and are a little up, upset. You know, are we talking like torches and mobs? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, the only person I know that listens is my mom. <laughs> um, but you have you have a fan base. I do. Well, I don't know. That. We have a fan. Base. I don't know that I, they have they reached to out me to that you? they listen. I think everyone who would have re- related re- reached out to me already knew why we didn't do it. It was my fault. Yeah. I was. Oh. Quite the sick boy. You're quarantined. Yeah, and but you're healthy. I am back at yeah. it now. It was my, uh, you know, uh, I I told the story this morning. You know, for three years, I was the guy who was like, "It's a conspiracy. It's not real." I never had COVID. I never caught it. Yeah. Um, and then I got it, and it kicked my butt <laughs> big time. And it was like every person who's had to listen to me, you know, run my mouth for the past 3 years was like, now you know. You <laughs> dude with no empathy, you run your mouth so much and like I had every bit of it, dude, like the whole uh, no taste, no smell, lethargy, you know, just yeah. I just slept for like 6 days in a row, I felt like. Nice. But you're back. I am I'm 100%. Yeah, it looks man. like I you shaved your great. head recently. I did. So I shaved you're, last you're, night. You're back. I, I I really I'd I'd gone for um Maybe longer than I've gone in a couple years wow. in, in my, you know, sickness quarantine bleh, phase, and um, well, I feel I feel clean. I feel clean now. <laughs> finally, shave my head. Uh, back, so back like I was. We started with AI. AI. Yeah, I want to talk about AI a little bit. Uh, are you? Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. Start this off. Let me let's just frame it. Yeah. Are you afraid of AI? No. Okay. Have you ever watched the 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 movie Terminator? Yes. Okay. Just, oh, just uh, I there. do not believe Skynet has been <laughs> created yet. I know Tesla is working on a lot of stuff. Um, Elon Musk, he is working on a lot of stuff that's creepy. Um, here's 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 my take on AI. Chat GBT is something we're going to talk about too. Yes. But, but AI, for me, the what what we're saying is AI right now. It's all generated by a code, right? Somebody's writing a code to make these things work. Will there ever get to? Will we ever get to a position in history where 
that AI that Bec- has been written by a code starts writing its own AI, right? That's when it gets weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know that a computer can become self-aware. There is a, there's a thing that's been that, that computer that was on Jimmy Fallon like six years ago, or whatever. Yeah. She apparently wants to take over the world. Um, no but kidding. I don't know about that's that. That's still out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not afraid of AI. Yeah. I think if we ever get to the point where we allow the code to write its own code, that's when we've messed up. Like yeah. we, we did that, not the AI. That's, it's, Do um, I think there's going to be Terminators? No. Yeah. <laughs> are there going to be robots? Yes, there are already robots out there. Right. McDonald's is even starting to look at, or fast food chains are starting to look at using robotics. That's the thing yeah. about AI, and it's, um, I I think, benefit, um, exciting, you know, the future of um, automaticity. And, and Automat- Did you make that word up? No. Um, wow. But the, the ability for things to be done by machines that we have said, okay, it turned it over. Um, so in that though, like the workforce, the job force. Yeah. Jobs are going to look drastically different. They really are. I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago where a, I may have even said this on the podcast where a guy was like 75 million or he just, I don't know who knows where that number comes from. Just a gigantic number of the kids that you are teaching today will when they get to become adults 75 million the the jobs that exist today won't exist then 75 million i don't know it was a it was it was an astronomical number like you can't put your head around it whatever i don't know what the real number is or how could anybody but the point is (laughs) and that he was making because everybody knows i'm an educator and earned and an administrator of educators and the point he was making was, what are you teaching the kids of today? Oh, yeah. Because if you're teaching the kids of today to do the jobs that exist today, you are not preparing them for an AI future. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm all for Rage Against the Machine when right. it comes to school and education. We, we box ourselves, we box our students into this, what's going on now, right? What we think is important now. But I think you're, I think that's awesome. Like, looking into the future like what is it going to look like 10 years from now when these yeah. kids are like it, it's not going to be the the, the i say it's not going to be like the the policeman the the fireman the the teacher we're going to have to have those things right but it would look drastically different right? i think so too yeah i, I think part of our trades are even changing right yep. the trades aren't even the same trades that's right yeah. i mean you know you, you think just blue collar work a lot of it yeah you know can, if they can automatize it i don't I don't know if that's a real word, but, um, you know, make it so that a machine can do a a dude's job or a a lady's job, you know, if you think about it historically, you know, like in the agrarian age, man, the words you're using today are like (laughs) worth money and like gold. So agrarian age, right? So the farmers, the gatherers, yeah, it was, it was, there was. This is you. You provide for yourself. We, you know the industrial age came along, and it was all about, uh, you know, creating better ways to do those things. That evolved into a, a, an information age, where you think today, like who makes the most money? Like doctors and lawyers and and people who are intelligent, yeah. people who can memorize you know illnesses and how to fix them, people who can memorize the law and you know defend that. Well, we're kind of moving out of that 
maybe that's not known as the information age, but the idea of rewarding people for just knowing things. Yeah. And now we're moving into a new age in history where it's, you know, not so much can you, what do you know, <laughs> yeah. what, how much information can you hold yeah. in your brain? Because honestly, well, now we have the, um, the, the entire world's history in our phone, yeah. in our pocket. Yeah. So you're not going to reward somebody for being that smart in terms of just knowledge it's like, recall. bro, you just Googled that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now I think that there is a shift to, and this is what we ought to be teaching our kids, in my opinion, how to you know, critically think, how to manage all of that information in a way that makes the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, not just who can recall the most information the quickest, but the person who can manipulate it and use it in a yeah. proper way. We call that wisdom. Yep. Right? You're who, 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 who can take the knowledge and use it uh, practically, right? So, yeah. No, that's good. Basically, we just solved the... I, th I think we solved uh, the... Should we just turn it off? Is there mu we closing can. music? or how's that, how's Before that we get into this, though, okay. <laughs> uh, you and I were talking about this, AI, right? AI. It's changing the world. I, th I think when I, it's changing... The way we're discovering, the way we're, the, the way we're learning, right? The way we're using the, the technology we have, is, is everything's changing. We talked about ChatGBT a little bit. I don't think we have it on this podcast yet, but we have it like in person. Mm -hmm. um, ChatGBT is this big thing. Schools are now saying, hey, you can't use ChatGBT. Now, it's pretty interesting. Kids were starting to use it to write essays, write papers. But now, there's this um, Department of Education, I don't know if it's just Kentucky or just as a whole, now has a program to put in papers into this code to see if it was written by an, an AI, and they can find that out now mm -hmm. students are now working around that <laughs> using another system to take a chat gbt essay put it in their system to like rewrite it but mm -hmm. to take out the code that was written by something else mm -hmm. so that when a teacher goes and looks at it they can't it, it's it's undeterminable right. if it was written by a or not i opened up chat gbt while ago when we started and i okay. said write out an a christian podcast episode are you ready i'm ready here we go hey Welcome to another episode of our Christian podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the importance of prayer in our lives as believers. Joining me in this discussion is our guest, Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hey. hey. Yeah, Sarah says, thank you for having me. It's written out the dialogue for yeah. us, by the way. Wow. And then the host goes, so Sarah, why do you think prayer is important in the life of a believer? Well, this is from Sarah. Prayer is our way of communicating with God. It's through prayer that we express our gratitude confess our sins, and ask for guidance and direction. Prayer is also a way for us to build a deep relationship with God and grow in our faith. Host, man, that's a great point. How do you think we can make prayer a more consistent part of our daily lives? Is this not creepy? I don't think that it's creepy. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. It's, it keeps going. I know, and it goes on and on forever. Yeah. I've played with it. I've done the same thing. Write a 500-word essay on the importance of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. to American history. Here's why I don't think that's scary. Not not so much scary. I think it's creepy. I think it's, is what you said. Yeah, we have creepy. We'll say creepy. The creepiness of it is that it can make it seem so human, but the the knowledge of what it grabbed to create that thing is the entire history of the internet. Yeah. Like instantaneous, the code basically lets it read everything that's ever been written and gather the things that need to be gathered. Like Fairly nothing you quickly. just said was novel. I mean, in the sense yeah, of no. Fairly, the content. It's, it's, I would say it skims the surface. Yes. Right? It skims the that's surface the of the deal, topic. man. Yeah. And there's nothing that the machine or the code can do to uh, sort, say, a blog that some Satanist wrote about prayer versus what 
the Holy Bible says about prayer. Yeah. And and it just takes all of that information and gathers it. So there's no uh, guarantee that what was created there was necessarily accurate. Yeah. There the the writer whoever writes the code controls the AI, right? So yeah. I would say I've I've done a lot of this uh with this this past couple weeks on different websites, on different exposition of passages, uh different uh commentaries, you know, bouncing it back and forth. It seems to me the writer of ChatGBT is leftward leaning in in its politics, right? Or even in his its understanding of scripture, things like that. It pulls from a certain genre on the internet, right? It pulls from a certain bent i think uh on, on or the is it because that there is more leftward leaning content for it to sift through well so i i specifically went to i said tell me about this website tell me about this oh, yeah. author tell me about this book right um in in the i was the non-conservative books websites author it says it gives you the rundown of this site this individual this whatever book for the conservative leaning book website person it says i cannot give you really? a, a direct answer I, I cannot tell you my opinion about these things really here are some things to look out for it did not do that with the leftward leaning hmm. or more liberal leaning author book or website it said this is a great website yada 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 yada, yada right really it, it didn't start with that uh label right yeah. of i'm an ai i can't tell you the the difference um so it's very leftward leaning. I would say right. if you're using ChatGPT. Now, I did say, can you exposit a passage from a, the book of Matthew? Um, and it did very well mm -hmm. uh, up against some commentaries. But that's exposition. Uh, if you actually, you have to write the word, right? Be exposition or be mm -hmm. conservative. Be, you know, mindful of how you write it. But I've even had conversations with it on like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And it writes back and says, yeah. hey, no worries. Yeah. Everything's all good. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just different it's very True. different but again yeah. i feel like that whole you know uh, narrative that you just shared goes it just goes round and round it comes back it's to the, to where we started yeah. with the idea of this thing is going to be able to crank out information i would and say if we, we don't critically yeah. think it through yeah. and we just accept it i'll tell you what i did ryan and this is this is part of where i if i if i were to dip my toe in the frightening area um, it's not that the, the 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 code or the AI or whatever it is we're talking about scares yeah. me. It's that people won't critically think about it. Because here's what I did. Yeah, I don't think the average student is going to do what I did. I right? know. Especially compare and contrast different websites. So different when authors, I first got yeah. exposed to this, I was saying, like you know, every kid would do, write a 500 word essay on blah. Yeah. And it does it. I mean, almost instantaneously. You can even do it with equations. Yes. <laughs> it's but it's I, I also did this. Tell me the legend of how Jesus Christ and Santa Claus met each other. And it did it. <laughs> it created yeah. from this this obviously ludicrous, yeah. ridiculous legend. And if someone doesn't know what they're looking at and sees that, and they're just like, oh, well, here's that, and then they just blindly, numbly yeah. go through life, then this thing is scary. Yeah, no, that's... And I think you... Man... Very good segue. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> into into the authority, right? So we're talking about like when we take information, how do I know it's true? How do I know it's accurate, right? And a lot of a lot of students may not take it as we are as critical and be like, okay, ChatGBT said it's legit. I'm going to write it and or, yeah. or submit it right as my own. Um, and 
that could lead us down a road we don't want to go down, right? Yep. Uh, obviously. Um, this is a broader conversation of where do we find truth, right? How do we know what truth is? Uh, we talked about this Wednesday night with our adult group is if I don't have a base or a foundation of truth, then what's true for me may not be true for you, and what's true for you may not be true for me. So therefore, because of that, there would be no absolute truth, right? right. And I think our society, our culture is going through this right totally now. Totally agree. Is you cannot tell me my truth because it's my truth, right? Or you can't tell me how to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, right? Because it's my truth. Yep. And that's a dangerous area. Romans 1 addresses it very well. Like you've suppressed the real truth, and now you've been given over to foolishness, right? Uh, a crazy mind, debased mind, that kind of thing. Um, today's thought from Concise Theology, J.I. Packer, is authority. It's based on this same idea, this, or this, this same conversation. Uh, it says, the under, under the heading authority, this is thought number six, God governs his people through scripture. And then he uses the, the passage, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So that's the setup. Yep. Um, I know you've read it. I've read through it. Yeah. This, again, we, we talked about this before. J.I. Packer has done really well in concisely describing what he's talking about. Yep. This is a page and a half. It is. Um, uh, and, and one of the things that jumps right off the page to me is is like in the first paragraph yeah. where he talks about the Christian principle of, of biblical authority. So what does that mean? How is the Bible authoritative? And he breaks it down into two different ways. One is the idea that God proposes that to direct the belief and behavior of his people through his revealed truth. So God is instructing through his holy word. The other the other way that the the Bible is authoritative is that our ideas of who God is and what God is and 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 just who of God should be measured, rested and where necessary corrected and enlarged by referring back to his biblical teaching. Yeah. So it is how we do things and who he is. Yeah, I think that's key um if I were Satan I don't want to go dark, but if yeah. I was, if I were Satan, I would do my hardest. I would do my earnest. Uh, I would do everything I can to get people to disbelieve the word of God. Absolutely. Uh, we see that in the garden, right? The serpent, Satan himself, tempts Did, Adam and Eve. Did he really say that? Yeah, Did he? Yeah. By the word, he takes the word of God and he twists it, he changes it. Uh, he makes them doubt God's word, his very word. Don't eat from this tree or you will die, right? Did God really say that? Yep. Uh, you're not really going to die. You're going to be like God, right? The same thing is happening in our society today. I mean, I've talked about progressive Christian movement, you know, ad nauseum, um, and I'm probably going to do that until I have no more breath, right? Uh, they've taken their idea of God from within themselves rather than what Scripture says. Mm -hmm. They do not believe Scripture is absolute truth. They do right. not. They do not believe it's it's without error. They do believe that it is inconsistent, that it, it contradicts itself over and over and over again. Um, if I can get you to believe that the word of God is not the word of God or it's not true, then I've got you. Yeah. Right? You know, one of Satan's smartest ploys is is not to say, hey, God doesn't exist, but to acknowledge God exists, but he's just like you. Yeah. Or you're him. 
you know, this whole shift, like if it were like God doesn't exist, we all know to be like, no, that's crazy talk, right? But when he distorts it, I think you're exactly right. When Satan distorts and causes you to question and you don't have an absolute truth and a guiding uh, you know, force yeah. that's that's directing your purpose in life, then all things become equal, and I, all things it can know, all be true, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And that's scary. If and 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 Ryan, it's not scary in the sense of it is scary in the sense of where the where's the world going to go, yeah. but it's also scary in the sense of me as a entity, as a as a thinking person. If I don't have some type of path some iron rod running through everything then i'm where am i going not in the sense of heaven and hell but just purpose driven life i'm just going where the winds of change go and then what's the point of it all yeah no that's i think that's key and then the the idea when we say that biblical the bible right biblical biblical authority right so let's just take it to a local church context right Outside of the Bible, we have no authority, right, to to govern ourselves, right? There is no authority to govern what we do, what we say, things like that. Um, and if, if we lose that sense of governing, if we lose that sense of God's authority over our lives, then we become God, right? right? Then, right. then whatever I do is fine. Um, there are no consequences because I make my own rules up. In the end, we're going to be faced face-to-face with a holy God that says, I have given you my standard. I've given you my rule, right? I've given you my authority. Why didn't you follow it, right? Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't you heed it? That that kind of thing. And I think J.I. Packer pulls out, you know, a lot. He gives some examples mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church on how they view uh, the Word of God. The Catholic Church, of course, says only the Pope uh, can interpret, only the priest, right? Uh, and whatever uh, he says is invalid, yeah, yeah. right? So and the that's church, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Orthodox Church would would kind of line up in that. And then he says the Protestant church takes the word of God and he, and he kind of unpacks this second Timothy three scripture. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of it. Uh, just kind of keep the, the conversation going. He says historic Protestantism that's non-Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, finds God's truth in the teaching of the canon of scripture. It receives the scriptures as inspired, breathed out by God, inerrant, totally true in all they affirm, sufficient, telling us that God's will or telling us all that God wills to tell us and that all we need to know for salvation and eternal life. And it is clear, straightforward, and self-interpreting on all matters of importance. <laughs> Although that sentence was not. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sentence is like a long... It's more like my sermon sentence, isn't it? Um, but no, um, <laughs> God, God knew what he was doing when he gave us the word of God, right? right. When, when, he gave, when he gave the authors inspiration to write uh, the words of God, um, some say, yeah, there's 66 books. It's more like a library. They all talk about different things. They mm. all contradict each other. Uh, the Protestant um, stance, right? The um, the biblical Christian stance would be over 1,500 years, over 40 authors wrote 66 books that all tell the same God, that all tell his redemptive story. Um, and it doesn't contradict. If right. there's a problem with scripture, like we started at the very beginning of this, study is it's with me not with scripture right right right. i think that was like thought number one he had yeah um uh with that or or would yeah it's almost like there's 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 these polar extremes and you've touched on both of them this idea of what you could refer to as the orthodox church which says you know i mean that this goes backwards in history when the when bibles weren't available for everybody and it was you know like back in luther's time martin luther's time frame like it was 
hey, we know what the Bible says, and we're going to tell you what the Bible says. I mean, this can go even back to you know New Testament times yeah. when the when the Pharisees were like, we know what the law says, and we're going to enforce it, inflict it upon you. Don't think, just know that we're right. The other extreme is what you refer to as progressive Christianity, which is this concept of, uh, you can figure out the Bible, God will probably tell you what he wants you to know, you know, and and there's not an authoritative sense yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they go, they they take it to a step further, right? right. This, if there's no truth, right? If the Bible isn't true, if I can disagree with the Bible, you know, and and manipulate it, things like that, then my view of God changes. It's now not God as a He; it's God as divine, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't say God; they say the divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whatever that means to you, right, is is true, right? Whatever that means to me can be true. Um, it's, if you, if you lose the authority of the word of God, if you lose that God is the author of, of scripture, um, it's not a road you want to go down. I mean, everything, everything else will disintegrate, right? Uh, All of it. And so this progressive idea is let's get rid of all of our doctrines, all of our theologies that are historical, uh, and try to start over. But the problem with that is if I, if I unbuild all the Christian belief, all the Christian faith. I'm left with me. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. left with I'm God, and I can kind of make up my own rules. I can yeah. make up my own truth. That's a, it's just it's it, it's it's not good. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, and, but you know, it, and he pulls into that third point that you were talking about, which is the Protestant concept of you know inspired, inerrant, sufficient, yeah. and clear idea of uh, and and there's <laughs> as a Christian believer, Protestant believer, there's some comfort there for me. Like I can believe that the the entire canon of the Bible is is my God, and it is complete and it is sufficient, and it blows my mind when you step back and you think. Like, let's just for for argument's sake, imagine that we were some type of creator, or I was. Right, I'm the creator. I'm going to create this thing, and I'm going to be. It's going to be all about me, and I'm going to be as inconsistent as I want because today I want you to do this, and tomorrow I want you to do that, and I'm going to give you rules, and then I'm going to forget about the rules that I gave you before, and I'm just going to create this whole blah that is yeah. insane, right? Because it's all self-serving and it's all you know human. I don't have to worry about that. Like yeah. our God is the God who knows what He's doing, has known what He's doing since the beginning of his created time and will always know the plan. And there's such freedom in that. And that's the contradiction and the, the dichotomy that exists for like, say, you know, the, 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 the non-believer and the believer when they hear things about sin and freedom from sin, this is the same idea. Like the idea that I can rest and be free in the, in the concept that the Bible is inerrant is liberating. Yeah. That is that is freeing, so that I don't have to create all this or worry about all this or follow some new thinking yeah. or whatever. That oh, uh, there's rest in that. Yeah, you can't sustain an ever changing mm. ideology, right? Or a, an even even meology, right? You mm-hmm. you cannot sustain it because it's going to be ever changing. You can't keep up with it. Uh, look at society today. You cannot keep up with all the pronouns. You can't keep up with all the <laughs> the identities, right? You can't keep up with all the political ideas or the what consider what is considered justice or injustice? You can't keep up with it all, um, but God is very holy. Uh, he is perfect. We we don't even understand how holy He is because we are not perfect. Um, his word, His commands, His 
a design for life is holy. Um, and we don't have to stress out about trying to make it all up because he's, he's given it to us right in his word. Yep. Um, and so now do we worship the Bible? No, we worship God. We worship Christ, right? The Holy spirit allows us to do that, but we, but we not use the Bible. We, we, we have scripture as our, as oh. Christ's authority over our lives. Right. Right. Um, and so when I want to say, how am I supposed to live my life with neighbors, right? We look to the Bible. How am I supposed to to govern how I spend money or how I manage my money? We look to the Bible. How do I know how to interact with folks that are living uh, you know, in opposition to God? I have the Bible to tell me that. How do I know what even salvation even means? I have the Bible, right? Uh, and so God has given us his good, perfect word. Um, now, can we mess it up? Yeah, in my interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another uh, issue we need to, probably need to talk about. Can everybody go to scripture and bring something else out that may not be there? Right. Or can I, can I interpret one verse one way and can you interpret a verse another way? Well, yeah, we have to start with prayer, right? Uh, J.I. Packer told us this in a few thoughts ago that if we all start with the same, you know, bottom line, Holy spirit, I need your understanding, uh, in unpacking this. And I believe the person that's seeking Christ or seeking God, seeking to walk with God, uh, those folks will come to the same interpretation. Uh, now, it may not be the same day, right? Right. Totally. Depending on your walk, right? You've so. talked about that before in a lot of your studies where you're like, you know, uh, uh, when I open up, you and I can both open up the same passage and read it. And where I am in my own yeah. walk might be different from where you are. And so this, this passage might hit different with me. Not that the content or the revelation of it is any different for either of us. But the interpretation of when and where and how the spirit works us in us through its impact is real, is 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 exactly what you're referring to. Nonetheless, when we go to read scripture, and this kind of comes back around to the idea of, you know, being in the word. What's your what's your at you, you know, believer, Christian is who I'm talking to now, you know, how are you receiving or inputting or or you know being in the word and if it's well you know the pastor talks about that stuff on sunday morning yeah that's insufficient and (laughs) if it's well i gotta check my box and do my daily reading because there's some formula somewhere that says that this is what i'm supposed to read on this day that's insufficient too because you're just you're not there so i i think it i've used a lot of words to come back to the exact point you made which is Letting the Holy Spirit guide us, being in a place of humility and humbleness, and a, and and a recognition that I am meology is the coolest thing you've said today. <laughs> uh, the, you know, I love that word. Uh, I I am not in charge here. I yeah. am not God. Um, and this is His authoritative word that tells me how to do my life. Yeah, that's the hard part. We don't like authority, right? Yeah. Nobody likes authority. You tell me what to do. When I was a kid, I'd be like, Nope, I'm going to do my own thing, right? You tell a toddler, Hey, don't put that in your mouth, guess what? The toddler's going to put it in their mouth, right? Or or, uh, things like that. And even today, adults who want to live lives in opposition to God, they may not say that. They may not even say, hey, I'm rebelling against God. They may say, I'm living my truth, Mm. right? It may sound good. It may sound wholesome. It may sound, you know, like an awesome way to live your life. It's in opposition to what God's word is saying. It's not what God is saying, right? If I don't have an authority figure or authority, something over my life, if Christ is not Lord, I'm not going to go to his word, right? If he's not Lord of my life, I'm not going to use the word uh, to impact my life. And uh, the Holy Spirit, we talked about this a little bit, gives us understanding. It's at different times. I think you unpacked it well. Paul talks about it to the Corinthian church. 
but there are moments that I come to a passage and I may not surface level. I may know how to interpret a sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good sentence, but deeper level than that, I may not have an understanding of application further down the road, you know, in my walk. Uh, but again, that's the depths of scripture, right? Um, and it's, yeah, cool. Cool. Not, I, so. I agree. And, and I, I just want to kind of leave a little nugget here as a, a practical application of this. This is some, you know, high level theological stuff that, you know, in the day to day grind of, of what we're doing, how does this apply to me as, you know, blue collar guy yeah. doing my life? And I think that the, the, the we touched on it a little bit, the freedom that comes in having a, an absolute truth and knowing that I can, I don't have to, you know, figure out how all this works is comforting. It's, uh, freeing. It's, um, it's, it's, it gives me a sense of, uh, peace. And thus my practical application is I need to understand that thing better. Hmm. Like I need to know if I'm going to believe and be a Christian, call myself a Christian. And then thus, because of that, fall under the authority of the word i probably should know what the word says yeah, yeah. you know i mean that's my practical takeaway yeah. is yeah i probably should do this thing. yeah like what governs the way i act as a husband or a father right what governs the way my family makes decisions right what, what governs that is it me right. is it what i saw on the latest news channel right um and you're a good moral yeah. guy ryan i mean you're, you're a nice guy so yeah. That's probably good enough, isn't it? <laughs> no. No, uh, right, no. A, a person who doesn't love Jesus can be moral. That's right. Um, but morality doesn't save us, right? Morality can't save us. And so God says, hey, here's I've given you my word. Uh, it is true. It is sufficient to show you what salvation is. It's sufficient to, know you, to show you how to grow and live your life in faith. Um, if I don't have that authority in my life, I become the authority, yep. right? right. Um, and then we screw up kids, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, we, 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 we screw up the next generation uh, because we're, we're, cause I change, right? My feelings change <clears throat> and my heart change, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. God's word, and Jesus even says like, don't think I've come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. it, it says in the, the Psalms, your word is true and it's going to last forever, right? We may have the word of God written in our hands in heaven, while we're praising God, you know, all the days of our lives. And so um, the word of God's not going away, uh, no matter how hard we kick and scream against uh, the authority of God, uh, it stands forever. Yeah. The flowers wither, the grass fades, but the word of God stands forever. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I want to look at Psalms, okay. uh, not Psalms, Proverbs, sorry. Uh, Proverbs 26, 27. I normally do a Psalm, but Proverbs 26, 27, I thought it was key if you look at Proverbs chapter 26, there's a lot of talk about the fool um, and how not to interact with fools or how not to be a fool, uh, things like that. But Proverbs 26, 27 says this, whoever digs a pit will fall into it and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. I thought this was cool because it's very practical, right? All of the book of Proverbs is very practical, sound wisdom, taking knowledge that God has given them and putting it into practice or wisdom. Uh, the study Bible says this, he is preparing a hidden trap for someone, but he is the one who will be harmed, mm -hmm. right? So the one who digs a hole as a pit to try to ensnare somebody, or the one who even starts something, this rock, right, uh, starts it rolling, it's going to come back on you. Uh, and so I thought it was very key. It's just a warning, right, to, uh, to, to those listening, even to myself, like, am I trying to trap people, right? Or am I trying to start something, um, 
it's going to come back, right? It's not karma, right? We don't we don't believe in karma, uh, but we believe that the one who tries to ensnare someone or the one who tries to start something rolling like a rock, um, it's going to come back on you more than anything. Uh, and so don't be a fool, right? Uh, there that's you kinda, go. That's kind of uh, I thought I was I thought I was key. Uh, I got a question for you. Bring it. Would you rather? Okay. Be able to see ten minutes into the future. Oof, yes. Or 100 years into the future would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into the future or 100 years into the future wow um take your time yeah i'm i'm thinking you know where my mind automatically went back to the future part three yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) that's i love that we're that good of friends right um back to the future part three right biff goes and gets this uh, 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 he goes to the future. He gets a um, what, uh, uh, what's the thing called that looks backwards at the past? The almanac. Yeah, he gets an almanac, but it's a sports almanac. Yeah, <clears throat> and he figures out how to bet games for the next fifty years or whatever. Yeah. And it's cre- it's two by the it's way. It's part two. Yeah, yeah. Part three is the 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 train. They part, go to the old. Yeah, West. part yeah. three is the wild west. Right. Okay. Look at wild. <laughs> Nonetheless. So, uh, wow, from a selfish standpoint of gambling, <laughs> that's not what I do. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking 100 years in the future, you really know where the direction of things are going. You can really position yourself in a way to be successful. Ten minutes, though, on the other hand. Like the movie, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yes, what's yeah. that called? Is it Knowing? Something like that, yes. I think it's called Knowing or something like that. Yeah. I feel like there's some real uh, attractiveness to that. Like the amount of times that I screw up <laughs> and I think backwards to uh, if I five minutes ago, if I had just made a different choice yeah. now that I can see where this is going. And if I could see 10 minutes into the future and be like, OK, this is OK, this decision will lead this way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might allow me to be. So is that your get? Is that your answer? Like I don't, I've just broken them down, right? And I don't really know yeah. that I know the answer. You, I mean, those are very good thoughts. Yeah. Do you have a, a, a take? I, I, I know. Do I don't you? want to know 100 years in the future. Okay. Because I'm not going to be around 100 years from now. Yeah, that's right? point. I want to know 10 minutes. Why? Because the conversations that I have, right, the choices that I make, right, you know, those have consequences. Now, is it 10 minutes from now consequences? Probably not. Right. Uh, but just knowing the conversations I'm going to be able to have um, and, the, and the impact that that could have, you know, mm. I think I'm going to go with 10 minutes. 100 years doesn't do me anything. I know. but For me. <laughs> there, there's also the idea of 100 years from now, seeing what my kids and they, yeah. my grandkids. Your grandkids, your great grandkids. You know, yeah. the like my legacy. Not not so much in like, how have I impacted them, but just to see, you know, the, 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 the generations to come after Ryan Allen. That seems kind of cool, but yeah. it's not useful in the sense of... Uh, I can't use it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not useful. I, I think I'm going to go with you. I think I'm yeah. going to go 10 minutes. I just so. because of the number of times I screw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be cool to look back 100 years, right? To go back. But again, that's just memory, right? Yeah. Now, time travel, that'd be different. Would you rather time travel 10 minutes in the future or would you rather time travel 100 years in the future? With is, no is return. There... With no return. Oh. If I go 100 years in the future, I don't see my kids anymore. Yeah. I don't, uh, that's your your spouse would be gone. Right. That's right? disheartening yeah. uh, and that's sad. I mean, it would be neat to see how much would chat you, GPT would, is taking over. <laughs> would you skip 10 years? I mean, 10 no. minutes? I mean, 10 minutes? Would I skip 10 minutes? Yeah. If you go 10 minutes in the future and never come back, would you go? 
Yeah. Over 100 years, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think I would time travel. You remember that Adam Sandler movie, Click? Uh, I don't remember. Briefly. Mu- yeah, I don't yeah. remember much about it other than he could control, a remote control time. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he could like. This but on the go, he could he could pause or fast forward. Right, like yeah. his wife's yelling at him, so he just That's fast forwarded her. Yeah. I, I do too. That's all I remember from it. But doesn't he like fast forward accidentally in like yeah. twenty five years or something? Something happens years, obviously yeah. to make it a two hour long movie. It wasn't as memorable <laughs> as you know. I, I assume they intended because we don't remember it. But that would be kind of neat. To just be Ugh. like, no, to freeze me. time, to fast forward time. Yeah, or even to go backwards your 10 minutes kind yeah. of concept. Replay that idea, I'm going to go backwards and fix that. No? I don't know. That's too much power. Yeah. Depends on who has it. Does an AI have it? or does, do, <laughs> do, But even Skynet, then... Like, Skynet has it, even, and they're going to send Terminators back then, to kill us. Even then, a, an individual... I don't want an individual having that. No. Say I'm paused, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. Hey, put in your comments. Give us a question. Give us one of those fun, would you rather kind of questions. A local church podcast at gmail.com. Love you guys. Thanks yeah. so much for sticking with us. And, you know, Ryan said in the past, you know, we're not getting paid to do this, but we, A, enjoy hanging out together. I think that comes through. But, B, I, I've told you before, we're thinking about you all out there in, in your own individual lives. And, and as you're fighting the good fight, I pray that you know you you understand the authority of the word and that you're diving into it, and that you don't let Chat GPT figure it out for you. You're gonna have to critically think. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Sarah, for sharing your insights on <laughs> prayer with us today, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Join us next time for another episode of our Christian podcast. <laughs> love it. Dude. Hey, love God. Love people. Make, make disciples. disciples. <laughs>